0: Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly. So if you want to learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode and we'll see you there.
1: Shoot, I remember Mike Giles while well, up saying, you ain't laughing at me he be in act five minutes and walk off stage back in his early days. i like, Dang. man, y'all ain't laughing at me. And he had going home as I brought him down and everything. And I've been knowing these guys a long time.
0: Sounds like you at Bronner's Brothers.
1: I didn't leave, though. Honestly, I did. I went up doing 25, 30 minutes. Oh, okay. I, I stayed up there, but everybody else was leaving. It was it seemed like a great crowd. Rye Manor went up. They All these guys went up, but they were doing blue but she's going you be clean but my whole energy was it was like man they do dirty i come and do clean it's not gonna blend because it, but i thought that, that when i wasn't doing dirty the crowd was like, oh he's clean i gotta go but but that's where i met my wife hot
0: breath what's goody hot breath the verse welcome back to hot breath the show where you learn comedy from the pros i am your host comedian joel byers and our mission here is to cultivate the next generation of great comics by interviewing today's great comics and our guest today is the first comic I saw live. And I was like, oh, there's levels to this comedy thing. <laughs> Every time I've seen him, it's been an absolute murder on stage. And it's, you know, he's been in the game over 30 years. But it did start, you know, back when he was a rapper and beatboxer as a Fat Free, <laughs> I believe. And uh, he's since been rising the ranks doing shows at Chinese family reunions and now arenas around the world and fresh off his first Grammy nomination. Welcome to the Hot Breathiverse, the one and only Lavelle Crawford, my friend. Welcome.
1: Thank you, man. Thank you very much. And I'm glad I got to look to my inbox and see that you had sent me a message. We I, out I, I just, You know, I started doing that the last couple of years, man. I just really wouldn't even go in there and look. Yeah. You know, that people have messages that ask me to do some cool stuff. But it'd be like seven months later. I'm right. like, oh my God, I can't believe I missed that. That's
0: what people <laughs> and, will ask me, like, how, how do I get so many like dope people on the show? And I was like, well, you know, ask. You yeah, know, maybe man. if you ask. Yeah.
1: But, uh, 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 you know, uh, closed mouth don't get fed. That's what I
0: heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we've interviewed over 400 comics on here. So that's it's fantastic. It's been building and building. And what, what I loved about researching your career is that actually we share the similarity that I saw Sinbad oh. and was like, yo. I want to do that. Now, it was Afros and Bellbottoms. I think you saw him live while you were in college. Yeah, yeah. He was a young guy. He, was,
1: he, he had just fresh off of uh, the Kaiser show, his first debut on the Kaiser show, right before he became a teacher on a Different World, mm-hmm. before they even did the spinoff. So, yeah, yeah, he, we was both young. I mean, he was way older than me. He was a little older little older than me. So he was a young dude just looking for it.
0: What was what was it about him that was like made you want to be like, all right, I want to do comedy instead of beatboxing?
1: Well 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 first of all, I took third in the talent show when I beatbox, when I rapped and I deep beatbox with everybody else that was in the group got stage fright <laughs> <laughs> and and i knew that i had something because i was fearless on the stage for some reason i'd like to be up there uh-huh. and i you know and, but when i met him and i watched him you know the thing is it's like you you see a lot of you know they're just you know ethnic in your master background black man you're a white man you're like you young white comic and you watch your own peers, you know, white guys that you know, but you saw Sinbad. Yeah. But see, I, when I was in college, I didn't see any black comedy. I think I think the only comedy I thought Richard Pryor, and I think Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy was the only ones that allowed black to do comedy. Oh
0: wow. At, at that
1: time, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying. And then I, I knew Bill Cosby, but then after I started researching and started looking around, I was saying, man, it was being comedian, black comedians all over. But you know, before you know, we had. The cable booming for of comedy came up. We didn't know that. I didn't know nothing about. It cause, but I seen a lot of, you know, white comedians, mainstream comedians, come to our college and they were funny. You know, but I just didn't know how. I never talked to those guys. But when Sinbad came, he just really put a fire in me. And he was he was so honest. He was so nice and. And he talked about his first time. He had a big gig. He was up for Earth, Wind, and Fire. And uh, you know how Earth, Wind, and Fire—they legendary. You know, mm-hmm. come on. I mean, and they—they they was like in Kansas City, and they was yelling out. You know, they getting hyped. It's like you know about five thousand people there. Oh, y'all ready for Earth, Wind, and Fire? <laughs> they were like, oh, Earth, Wind. oh y'all ready? <laughs> you know, I mean, they launching. And they said butt first. <laughs> yeah, they put that butt first on so pulling him back, and he had to come up there and try to follow that butt first. And they were booing, and oh, they was going crazy. And he said for some reason he just he knew that was a was a, a green light for him to win him over. And once he he got him, he got him because you know they were just you know how people just ready, but everyone loves to laugh. I mean, yeah. if you're gonna be funny, just be funny. You can't let them beat you. Mm-hmm. So. And and he said once I seen that I knew that I could do this. And like I watched him, he has great crowd control. He has, and and Sinbad is the funny thing about him. He always strives to be a clean comic, right? right? Mm -hmm. And. But off stage he cussed like a sailor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny because I know him personally, so it's just like, man, I like new people with that crap on themselves that they, they didn't know that you how you talk off stage, right? Yeah. Because like when the Bill Cosby thing come up, because he was a real, real supporter of Bill Cosby, he was just cutting and he was going off, and, don't, and I was like, all right, man, you know, we know, man, and we just gonna pray for him. Let it, let it be. So. But you know he was always a good dude and it was an honor for me to mm. to do the do the uh the celebrity uh benefit for his, you know, have the stroke, man, because, you know, I was like, that's Sinbad, man. Dude. I don't care what they talk about kings of comedy and stuff. I mean, Sinbad is solidified.
0: Oh, yeah. You understand? Oh, dude. Undefeated. I mean, the things
1: to do, and Sinbad's life, his his comedy life almost is almost, it's almost like we're on the same track, but I ain't had a sitcom. he had had a couple of sitcoms. He didn't, people don't even understand Sinbad been hitting it for a long time, but he always keep going. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I respect about him.
0: That's what I was like. I was talking, we were actually going back and forth before he had the stroke about doing the show, and we were just getting scheduling down. And then he had a stroke and they like disappeared. And I was yeah. just like, oh man, I hope he's all right. Because yeah. for, for me, he, he's on my Mount Rushmore. Like, yeah. he's who I saw. And then he's one of those people that just has fun on stage. And no. you have fun on oh, stage, yeah. oh, you yeah. know?
1: Oh, yeah. It's a, uh, I, I can't take myself serious. Mm-hmm. I can't take myself for granted, but I can't take myself seriously Because you got to think about this. If we take the layers off of comedy, let's just say take the skin off of a chicken and get to the meat. Take the meat off of the chicken. You get to the bone. It's just a bone. This was a real creature that we freaking eaten. And this what had life, it had thoughts, it had fears. And, but it was just something, it was a chicken, but we up here and paid $10 for a whole bucket of it. And we don't even realize it, what it went through to be there. But with this comedy, if you take the layers off of Chappelle, layers off of Chris Rock, layers off of Kevin Hart, layers off of Sinbad and be honest with yourself. Mm. We are all freaking making a living telling jokes things that are funny to us and getting paid for it. Yes, the public speaking part does take a little bit of, but dude, we get blessed. People packing in to see me and I'm sitting up here thinking I'm this grand dom, like, I'm the <laughs> greatest comedian. I'm and an I, artist. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't even get one side on a Rubik's cube, but you know, I remember, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking I'm so special, you know, but I mean, but you know, I do have a skill that some people can't grasp, and that's the beautiful thing about it. But it's how I exploit it and, and, and making people trust me. That's the whole, whole. I think, the whole talent, the professional part, getting people to trust that they know when they come to see you, you they know they're going to come out of this mug laughing their butt off.
0: How do you, how do you uh, build that trust?
1: Go up and be funny. Just and be murder, fruity. and and it's not even murder the crowd. It's just like man, get up there and not not and have confidence in what you're talking about, and, and you know and and not it, like you know you you have sets. You see, when I started, I had sets that I would go up and I talk about. And I, you know, because I used to be, you know, I I lost a few pounds. I'm a little slimmer than I was, and before, and I used to do the fat jokes, and people always say, "Yeah, you know, we know you bring your fat jokes. If you lose weight, what you gonna do?" And I said, "Well, mm, I think I'm gonna be funny as hell, because my whole thing is you don't understand. I'm a tactician. Mm. I tactician. I, I understand that in the art of war, you have to find a way in the door. And see, and the thing about me is, you had to come in showing that you're humble or weak, and then you are strong. And But the thing about me, I come in and talk about the elephant in the room first. I'm the little, that's the little kid that, ugh, look at that lady got a booger in her nose. Yeah. That kid brings it up so it can get out of the way. So when I used to talk about my weight, I get that out of the way. And you know how comfortable people become when you joke about yourself? Because you don't understand. It may be three, 400 people in there, and I guarantee all of them have insecurities. I don't care if the prettiest woman or the most good-looking guy, the most in shape guy, most of the time, and it, they all going through something. And if you joke about yourself, they don't. It takes the power from them, and it also, it also gives them empowers them because they like man, you know. Hey man, I mean, like it's simple out here. Mm-hmm. It's easy. I mean, I joke about myself. I mean, it's cool. See, and once you become that person, see, that's what they are really. The world is trying to do is take that away from people, from not joking about anything. You're like, "Oh, you making a joke about my sexuality?" No, I'm not. I'm making a joke about it because you're a person, and we're supposed to joke about everything going on. Quirky guys, quirky things. We—it's it, just funny. So you can make—if you make people laugh about it, they won't judge you no more. If you—you're comfortable in your skin, you in, Nobody really says anything. Mm-hmm. But you want to bully somebody into not, you know, somebody Like I heard. Now you can't call people fat anymore. And I'm like, man, I wish I stayed stayed stay bigger. I would have never <laughs> had weight loss surgery if, if I knew it was illegal for you to put me down. You know, because I mean, I heard it all my life, you know. Wow. But I mean, but my understanding is that's a cop out because it don't make you better. When you start getting accepted, it don't make you better. Even if you somebody make up a joke about your sexuality, I'm going to be prideful in my sexuality because it's what I want to do. If I'm a prideful in the way I look, I look this way, I'm cool with the way I look. I may joke about it, but I, I mean, I'm walking around, I'm Lavelle Crawford, people breaking their neck to come and take pictures with me and mm-hmm. be around me. So, I don't have to, that before, and that's how I thought before I became this Lavelle Crawford, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I said, when I got on stage, I would joke about it, and you know, I mean... And then, of course, you have those people that want to call, yeah, you got some chicken, I'll I'll feed you. You know, you got those goofy people. But my son said something to me just the other day that was powerful. With your fans, you suffer fools also. You have to understand that some people are not going to be civilized. They're going to come at you weird. And you have to just know how to navigate around them without even getting them, cause see, they love you, but they thinking like, oh, he said that, and sometimes when you hear it again, you know, cause I heard, and I, and I do this, I talk about all of this because I hear, I see a lot of women comedians, you know, I, you know, from Amy Schumer to uh, comedians that I know back in the day that would get on stage and be real raunchy, Sheryl mm-hmm. Underwood, all of them. But when a man would come up to them after the show, Say, hey, so uh, what's going on? I ain't like that. And get an attitude. But the thing is, you don't have to do nothing with this guy, but you can scare him. Wait, oh, man, what you got? Pull it out. <laughs> I mean, you know, you gotta stay in your character because that's who you are. Now somebody say, You got some chicken? I say, I've already ate man, I don't like that kind of chicken. you're gonna have to come better than them little bitty winged men. I'll kill too. that in a couple of seconds, you know. Just something and just walk away. Mm-hmm. Cause see, you gonna have you you gotta understand, you gotta stay, stay strong in your truth. Once you stay strong in your truth, because when I used to do the fat jokes, I do the fat jokes about how people were reacting to me. And how they acted to me, and how you know how I had to come at it like how baby stirred, hair, fat people, with the whole nine yards, yeah, yeah, a kid looking at you the whole time like you some kind of uh, something from a Jurassic Park coming in, it's going to eat them, then the parent picking them up like you, like you ate a kid before. Yeah. And I used to do things like that, but it's funny because it takes away that, 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 that armor. And then w- what I watch on other fat comedians or larger comedians that that's that's up and coming, I see that they're following the same rhythm. Like Ronnie Jordan, he ducks about oh his weight. Yeah, I, he said, kills, I, mean, I mean I mean, but Ronnie Jordan was a young, know, he's one of my one of my students. He watched me so many times. And, you know, and I mean, I mean you know, we talked all the time. He said I was one of his heroes, and because mm-hmm. I was I stayed in my truth. And seeing and and that's the real thing about it. But then this, I was on a radio interview recently. I man, I, I got a lot of honesty this week, and this young lady told me, she said, "You don't understand, man. You 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 the only comedian I know that reinvents itself all the time." And I didn't even know that I was doing it. They said from, you know, you gonna on Break It Bad, you gone, you've been on Tyler Perry move, but then you get on Break It Bad, you done the Last Comedy Standard, but you also did Death Def Jam, you the you the Way, and you you know, and talking yeah, about yeah. that. But I said, but that I said, well, I think and this is something a comedian should understand when you doing your thing. Your comedy is just like your dream. And it's your dream. And, and what I say about that, if you ever watch like Freddy Krueger, right? Freddy Krueger would come in your dream and he'll, t- he'll take your dream, turn it against you and wind up killing your dream because he freaks you out, skew you so much because it's just a nightmare. But you see the always the answer to that all the time was the person who was in the dream, who controlled his nightmare became the nightmare or became, this is my dream. So you just, you control the narrative. It's your dream, you in my dream. So, you know, Freddy, you ain't gonna do that in my dream. Mm-hmm. You gonna sit your ass down. And, and once you understand that this, you're writing your story, this is your story. So you get on stage, you talking about what the hell you wanna talk about. You be who you are. You you, you don't let people, di- you, you're not there to, make friends. You dare to be a comedian. Cause a greatest comedian has never had people that he pleased. He went into people pleasing business. That's impossible.
0: Oh, I mean, Chappelle just got jumped on stage right. like a few days ago. Uh, well,
1: and then and th- but that 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 I can't really even weigh that up because what I heard was this guy was a rapper. He was a clout chaser.
0: Oh so, okay. You know,
1: what I found out he was he was he was a rapper and he was trying to get some clout and and you know thought that he'd get up on cause he he said he got a rap song where he talking about it. he's called Chappelle oh. and the whole thing's crazy, man. Oh they, wow! You don't even understand. It was just an opportunity, but it's just a thing. But yeah, he did jump on stage and it was weird. And and, and people all think, because he was talking about the trans community. I said, no.
0: Do you think you know, more people are gonna start doing that though? I mean,
1: they've been. Doing things like, like that.
0: jumping. I mean, I mean
1: right <laughs> here, right here, Gary Owens had a guy, and it wasn't a black guy. It was oh, a, it yeah, was, it was a, it was a good old boy. Come, got up on stage at him, and they had security had to grab him down. Remember that? Yeah, I do. So you see, we forget. We yeah. don't always forget. We got to think about man. You, if you watch, uh, they had the, uh, the, the what is it? Uh, the comedy store, the, the reunion. They was talking about the comedy store, and they talked about the good, the bad, and the ugly of comedy and they showed this one guy who played a guitar and the guy said, and this guy was yelling, you suck, you know, come over here and say that. You know, he said, you, you suck. He said, hey man, you better stay away from this stage, how you gonna get it? He said, what you gonna do? And he came up there and the guy broke the guitar with his head and the crowd kind of got <laughs> mad at him for breaking his guitar and said, hey, he came at me. You know, right. but they then they showed some guy uh, as he was doing a, a regular comedy night and some guy, and he kept on making fun of this guy. But see, the thing about it, we gotta understand, it's two sides to every story. And it's two sides to everything. Dave's thing, that was weird. That was some cloud chasing. But comedians gotta understand, we all get caught in, caught in this, this tornado of machismo, especially men. We, we, we don't know how to pull our ego down and understand, man, this guy's vulnerable. If he's getting this mad, let's relinquish it. Because you got 300 people in here that didn't that want you to get in a fight with him. Why don't you let security get him out? Or, all right, man, I got to love you, dog. Let's not even go there. You know, you got to find a way to take it take it out, take the power away from the devil or whoever. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and pull back. Because you keep going at somebody and going at somebody. Basically now you're punching him and he can't swing back. So what he gonna do? He's gonna attack you. He's gonna try to come on stage. You don't want that. Because that take you out of your element because you can't recover. Even though Dave recovered, it wasn't he still didn't recover. Because they was over there beating the shit out of a guy yeah. while everybody was on stage. And Dave was shook. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. I know me as a comedian. I, I I know martial arts. I know a lot of things I can do, but I don't want to get in a position where I have to hurt somebody. And I'm a comedian. That ain't my job to be beating the shit out of nobody. Yeah. I mean, I only Mike Tyson didn't even want to beat the shit out of that guy on the plane. You understand? They fuck with Mike Tyson. People who got a problem, where they you know they they try to get you know you got to understand. that Mike was being peaceful. And I mean, you poked the bear, brother. And I mean, you better thank God he didn't get you brain damage because I mean he could have really hurt that guy. Mm-hmm. And, but the shameful thing is, why did he have to? Because he was minding his business. Mike get, I've been around Mike Tyson. I mean, he when he 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 sober, he chill. He ain't even. He really kind of scared of a person like me because you know I got words. And you know, and I ain't no little dude, but I ain't gonna fight the motherfucker. He gonna beat my ass. I ain't trying to do that. I ain't trying to go to how Even if I get a little can, I'm gonna look stupid. Yeah, I post him, though. Yeah, but yeah, you gonna? They said you ain't gonna have your kidneys.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You pissed all over yourself.
0: All right, but, we're, we've approached our twenty. Oh, okay. Um. um so I, I won't hold you up. No, um, right, we
1: got time. We man. got a little time. Yeah, we, we I, I, I okay. got two. I got two. Main, I got two comedians before me. Okay. I just
0: wanted to be uh, respectful of your time. You're, good. you're Lavelle I, Crawford. I, and I,
1: let, I let you know if, if if we have to wrap it up. With that we good right now.
0: I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. that's that's respect because you're you're a comedian, man. Like I saw you at the Uptown, not the original, but I saw you at the Uptown that was next to the strip club. Okay. And oh, I, yeah, that was Uptown. the first time I saw you, and yeah. I was just like. <laughs> yo like because what you're you're like yeah we're comedians we're funny but like the it's like i don't think i'd seen it again until earthquakes new special like that's probably the next time i've seen someone just kill that hard and as a comedian like i i came up in the hood rooms here in atlanta like i'm white boy joe i'm white boy joe i'm the plug on white people around here so like i'm used to like in, like, white rooms, it's more about, like, how cool are you and who do you know. But, like, in urban rooms, it's, like, if you're funny, you you get on stage, yeah, you know. So yeah. I'm just used to seeing, like, killing. And then to see you kill that hard, I was, like, how? Like, did you, when did you, because you've been doing it over 30 years, what was the point to where you're, like, oh, I'm really, like, I'm like really, like, firing on all cylinders now, where it's just, like, a laughs the entire show?
1: Uh, work, work at it worth that reps yeah. yeah yeah you it's like muscle memory i think you know <laughs> once you start you doing a uh once you start doing it you can feel the energy and then you know how to switch gears like i was on stage the first show i was just i was just you know playing talking about things i wanted to talk about and then if i got laughers it's all you know i i, I i'm a fishman, like People are always wonder, our pro bass fishermen, and they catch all these fish. They don't ever catch every fish. And then when they catching every fish, they catching all the fish that bite. But you got about two, two, three thousand 3,000 of the fish that ain't fucking with that fake lure. They ain't fucking with nothing you got. They know not to do it. You got the smart ones and the dumb ones. You're catching the dumb ones. Mm-hmm. And But I don't call my laughers dumb ones, I call them people that came out to enjoy themselves. But those people are the triggers to make everybody else laugh, and then once you getting them laughing, you can you can go any way up there. And so when I'm up there and I'm doing it, I say, oh man, I, and my brain, I'm just directing how I want to punch. And yeah. I said, oh, I'm gonna hit him with this." And I, oh, I'm gonna just do this." Why not talk about that? You know, I mean, and I, and my brain is going, i am i am i am on a cell of I'm, I am on a H cell of the V. I'm on a Cleveland four bell. I know I'm on a Cleveland four bell. I know my brain is, and I mean, but somebody else be like, "Man, I should have did this." But sometimes you have those moments where you feel it. When you feel that moment where everything is clicking and clicking and clicking, that's how you practice your. Your, your comedy to always find the clicks mm. and you can find once you get in there because I mean when I first I when I got on Comic View when I was doing Comic View they give you four five, five to seven minutes so you had to come with it and I was always I had Jokes with punch, punch, five, 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 five. And I always would do it like that. And sometimes you want to give them the ride. And I think when they come to a big show, you want to give them the roller coaster ride. You want them to have that ride. "Ah, ah, ah," They didn't even know they'd been up there only about three minutes. They almost lost their life 17 times. Uh And then they go,
0: "Ah,"
1: and they sit there like, oh my God. And that's exactly what you want to give them. If you could give them that, it's, it's, it's a great reward. Like I only did 52 minutes that first show. You, I, I, sometimes I be on stage all damn night, man, because I could talk. But I said, nah, man, I'm getting, I'm getting grown, man. I don't want to do that all the time. Yeah. I yeah. want to just break my break my back trying to be over funny because I know I got you. They already know I'm funny. They yeah, they they come because of all the shit I have done. So when I come in and then they get to laugh with me and I'm doing more shit in front of them, it's just another little, oh, my God, you know, you know, I'm up here now so I can do anything I want. And, yeah.
0: and really, like every set I've seen you do is like mm. different. So, yeah. like, I mean, you're extremely prolific. Like, are, are you writing on stage or do you do like pen to paper? Like what or how has it evolved over the years? I'm, from writing, when you all,
1: I'm writing all day. Mm-hmm. and not on pen and paper but I'm writing all day if I watch the news I, I listen to people talk people tell me things I'm always figuring it out and thinking about it funny mm-hmm. and I think I'm always writing I don't, it's just thinking about man I'm gonna talk about that I, I may just get up on stage and talk I talk about me and my wife had an argument today and I talked about it because I you know sometimes it's my best therapy getting on stage and just letting it out of me you know I mean the way I'm talking about the eyelashes that, that way too <laughs> And uh, she got to eyelashes now, and, and I didn't want to say it to her and hurt her feelings when she wouldn't do right. But I talked about it on stage. So yeah, she yeah. You know why? You <laughs> know why I talked about it? Even though I joked about it, I didn't say no more to her about mm-hmm. it. So I got on stage and I didn't pick her out. I mean, of course, some could be yeah, you big I ain't do that.
0: Yeah, See, I just
1: made a found a joke. See, and so you know, and I realized you don't have to. Make fun of somebody. Sometimes I, sometimes I do, mess with people because of how the energy is, and I mess with them, but it don't be, it be so funny that they had to break down and laugh because they can't, they can't see that it, because it's not that I'm putting them down. I'm not calling them a, a bitch or punk motherfucker. I'm not, I'm not giving them, I'm not making them feel bad, but I'm joking about them. Mm-hmm. Like I got one last time I was here I think this guy was out there I said he, he didn't this guy's a mathematician he didn't even care about the show he's up there doing an equation at the table on the bill how much how much the excise tax if you take 90 into two, the square root of 5 and I was on the side See, you're not listening and I went into this whole thing of how he was he was giving me the bug, the, 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 the stink eye but he started breaking he started breaking because he, he had to laugh because You know, I mean, man, but everybody around him was on the flow, Mm. you know, and sometimes, but I wouldn't, but he couldn't get mad because I was saying you were smart. I'm not, I'm not putting you down. That's the thing about with the Chris Rock thing. He got a G.I. Jane. That was a hot ass movie back in the 80s or 90s. And and of course, Ted Abiga would take that role. She would take that role immediately if they gave a G.I. Jane too. And the thing about it is. I just, you know, I but I see people see when it comes back in people's face. Well, you think people are gonna start doing that? My, my whole thing is they been, yeah, you know, and, and Steve Brown, yeah. yeah. But see, and then you know, and I love Steve, but we gotta keep it real. They Steve Steve said he seen the dude slap his slap his wife and hit his mama. Why are you talking to him? <laughs> yeah, that dude doing that crap. Hey, <laughs> security. Let's get him out of here. He needs some rest. Mm-hmm. And if you ain't gonna go, I'm gonna walk off stage, and let that brother cool down, because I'm not gonna. That right there is like a tiger's loose. But I'm gonna go, get out of here, Tiger. Mm-hmm. No, you don't do that. I don't care if I can't fight. I'm not gonna see. He said he got an arm cut and all this stuff, and he said he been tra- he, he been traumatized by it. But I said, you was, you, it wasn't your job to keep on talking to this dude. And you yeah you said people had your back and I and I understand Steve I, and like I said that Machismo get in there and you think you can handle it and he did he 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 did he had boxing skills and all that but my whole energy was dude when when they like that let them go let them, let them let them leave
0: mm-hmm. I,
1: it's better that you do that than, than sit up there and get yourself in something stupid because basically that what I have saw he crazy. Everybody at the table crazy with him. You understand? Mm-hmm. You don't know who else crazy, and they ain't they ain't out li- out loud crazy. They gonna come up there with him and whip your ass or whatever they gonna do. You understand? Know he with some people, so it's like don't p- push yourself in there. I, I mean, I I didn't see some. I, I think who is that? Who is that comedian? What's it? Shoot, I remember Mike Gas a while ago. say, y'all ain't laughing at me he be in the act five minutes and walk off stage back in his early days. You like, ain't laughing at me. I he'd home as I brought him down and everything.
0: Yeah, I've been knowing
1: these guys a long time.
0: Sounds like you at Bronner's Brothers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at oh, 2 a.m. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't you dip early on yeah. that one? <laughs> no, actually, I didn't. I, oh. said, I, I
0: finished my act. Oh, I thought you left your set early because you're like, I, she told I like, you to be clean and then you're like, F it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, my God. That was, that was, uh, that was, I didn't leave though. Honestly, I did. I went up doing 25, 30 minutes. Oh,
0: okay.
1: I, I stayed up there, but everybody else was leaving. <laughs> you know, so I was like, what did I do? I mean, you know, I thought it was gonna it, it was it seemed like a great crowd. man it went up. They all these guys went up, but they were doing blue. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pat Brown, funny female comedian, she, she 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 had brought me up. Damon Williams Damon Williams had went up, he he killed what he was doing, he was doing dirty jokes. But she gonna you be clean, and I was like, Pat said this. No, no, oh, that's the lady, the yeah, yeah, Ms. yeah. whoever Miss Brown or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Who I won't have to ever worry about. She would love to have me do her show now. But, <laughs> but, but, but yesterday's
0: uh, price is not today's yeah, price. Yeah, yesterday's
1: <laughs> price is not today's price, sweetheart. Thank you, sweetie. You have a nice day. Okay. But <laughs> she. He came to me and said that so I'm doing clean and I had no problem with that. I do church. But my whole energy was it was like, Man, they do dirty. I come and do clean. It's not gonna blend because but I thought that, that when I wasn't doing dirty, the crowd was Oh, he clean, I gotta go. But but that's where I met my wife, lovely Deshaun. I met my wife there at the valley. That, that was during Valentine's Day weekend. Wow. And uh and I and I got mad. I was just like done. I was just like, man, I was hurt, man, because I said it was a big show. They bragged on how big it is. And I'm just thinking to myself, man, what what did I do? Man, people just walking out on me. You know, I said they didn't like me. But when I walked in the back, that's when Damon Williams came and got me and said, hey, Lavelle, it's about two, 300 people out here on pictures. So I'm like, I know everybody was gone, but. It wasn't that they was walking out. They said the buses was leaving. My wife, that's the wife that I met my woman, my, my wife now, she was, she was there. She was one of the women taking a picture with me and I called her Blue Jeans, man. It was a kind of a chance meeting because she had whispered, her, where you staying at? And I wouldn't Ooh. tell her exactly where I was staying at. I told her the hotel, but I ain't tell her what room, but she caught fake like she was my wife and was able to leave a message on room. So that's how ironic talking about speaking something is this, it yeah might be, might be, the pivotal interview to turn it over, turn it over. Let's Let's go. You know, so so when she said that, when I talk, called her back, and we talked, we talked for hours, and lo and Lord behold, we had some moments and stuff, but it was it was meant to be, and we've been married ever since, going on fifteen years. But she the one said no, they was leaving because the buses was
0: leaving, and oh. they had to
1: get on if they, you know, some of them weren't staying downtown, they were staying out. And the crazy thing about it, my hotel. Was just we had went me and Tony Roberts and Damian Williams had walked from my hotel at the days at the uh, Holiday Inn at the time over to the Days Inn where they had a diner downstairs to eat. He had a Denny's down there. I think it the other day. It had a Denny's down there. We went down there to eat. Me and him and I guess they had met some females so. And I'm just sitting there, man. I just I wanted something to eat. She was in that hotel, but it, strange enough, we never we never saw each other wow. that night. But the next the next day, we talked on the phone, talked on the phone, and then we wound up everything started meshing together. It was interesting, you know. I honestly, I I knew a girl down there, but she didn't show up, and and so I I was mad about that. <laughs> I, I didn't know her at the time, so. But if we wind up. I guess that was the reason why she didn't show up because I was meeting the
0: one for me. So that's beautiful. Yeah, man. that's beautiful. Story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny how comedy does that too. Mm-hmm. Like comedy, it like breaks you down just to like build you up. It's mm-hmm. like, like, if, if something bad happens, you you're like, I kind of look at like the lower the lows, the higher the highs. Yeah. And if like if something, if, uh, her heroic bomb happens like, oh, something good's on the other side of this.
1: Yeah, you 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 that's how you should speak it, even if you if you if you don't happen right away. It's just like last common standard, man. It was like I just I thought it was in the bag, but I knew it wasn't in the bag when we went to the rehearsal because they they were this guy, one of the extras had heard the producer saying you know, yeah, we we we'll, we'll make a joke about Laville because they they was gonna carry John Reap in on 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 this big old like royalty uh, platform with the band playing on the side, and they gonna have just regular people walk down with me, and I had to walk down, mm-hmm. you know. And I was just like, why they doing that? What kind of crap is this? And so they had knew who they was gonna pick as the winner, and I told, and I went to the producer, I said, well, you know what, I won't be here tonight. I told him, I said, I'm not coming. You already know who the fuck y'all want to win. I said, I'm not going to embarrass me and my family. We'll go have dinner and fuck this. Oh. And they and they, they pulled me to the side. and said, Lavelle, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you heard. I said, I heard it from the horse's mouth. You, I I know you didn't pick me as a fucking winner. It's okay. I said, I may, I helped Joshua. You helped me. And I appreciate it. I'm out. And I was leaving. They went and they chased me down. And, and they threw the contract in my face. I said, don't give a fuck about no contract. I don't need that shit. I ain't never been that person. You can't scare me with that. And they were like, "Lavelle, please, please come tonight. Please come tonight." And 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 they called me and they got a car service to come and get me the whole night, make sure I showed up. Yeah, right. They got me a suit because I have a suit. They got me bought me a suit, and uh, when we went up. Of course, I didn't win. <laughs> and I sit up there and look down. My brother, he in the other room, he had tears running out. He was a fucking big ass baby crying. My sister crying. I'm I'm fucking mad as fuck, but and then I come, I'm in my dress room, just sit there and he said, Hey, we gonna need that suit back. No <laughs> 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 True story. <laughs> True. to bring St. Louis Saint out on it, man. Oh, my God. i leaving. Man, like, right, but they, <laughs> took, the they, suit they, they had to take that damn suit Still back. the tags on it. Oh, no, my <laughs> God. But, you know, and I thought to myself, I was angry that I mm. didn't win, right? Mm-hmm. But the funny thing was, right after that, I had to go to the fucking comedy works in Denver. I walk in there, um, it's and it's sold out. Oh. <sighs> All weekend, out everywhere I went, sold out. Then I was saying, "Oh, I won, yep, I won." Then I was hitting it like that so hard. Then everything I was in Canada. I get a call. I was supposed to be on that movie, Comeback, with uh, with uh, Ice Cube. If you ever remember that movie, Comeback, had a. Uh, a young lady, uh, what's her name, Akila and the B, uh, uh, what's her name, Kiki Ke- Ke- uh, Palmer was in it. Uh, I was supposed to be in that, but they had already booked me for it. But the limp biscuit fucker who, who directed it, some bitch got mad. I ain't know that guy. Why the fuck you're going to put him in a movie without my permission? He was hmm. the director, uh-huh. so he kicked me off the movie. Because I was like, "Wow, I'm getting a movie off of this," so I had, I was in the mix, but it was okay. Because after that, I got another movie with uh, uh, Christian Stewart and Jesse Eisenberg called mm. uh, that way, American Ultra, and you know, and everything started opening, man. I mean, then Breaking Bad, here Breaking Bad comes, yeah. I know all these things from Last common Standing, and I said, "So when you say." You bomb real big, you know, some good coming from it. I ain't bombed, but I lost. And I just thought, oh my God, I could have used that money. I wish I could have got that. And I, and I think in everything. I thought, why God, you didn't let me win? Or what, I got to keep going through this,
0: you know. White devil won. <laughs> and the
1: <laughs> thing about it, I, I did say, yeah, it's white shit. I, I ain't let no brothers win.
0: And <laughs> A I Country got, white boy, too. He, I've he, had John on here. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. John. Yep. And, you know, the thing about John. John was fighting demons, but John was a sweetheart, man. You know, I, I, it couldn't ever ever do a nicer dude. At
0: least he's funny. At least he's like not funny and yeah, still one. Yeah. And like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like he yeah. at least John, he's funny. John was
1: funny and he's likable. Yeah, and he was a sweet guy. He was going through some tumultuous shit. He was married this young lady, mm. and she was just not the one. And he was drinking his fucking ass down under the fucking bed. I don't know why he was drinking so fucking much and then he had to follow me and i and you know and, and that and white black crowd whatever hey, it don't matter I, i'm lavelle you know dude. so it was
0: ugly dude yeah i'm te- i'm te- dude and seeing it again tonight yeah. i'm like i'm like just watching it just like hearing the laughter and like mm. i'll keep track too of like i'll um i'll like keep a timer as well mm. and like I, the next time i look down it's 20 minutes and i was like the laughter is like every laugh is a house laugh there's yeah. no like little pitter patter <laughs> every single thing hits so Ooh. it's like i'm 12 years in and i i it's a lifelong journey like i feel good where i'm at in terms of just like i'm not you know doing open mics bombing you know at 1 a.m. Yeah. in front of bartenders but yeah. it's how i don't know 12 years in part of me i have to like fight that urge to be like but you can't, where, you where's can't, mine you can you not know? you can't
1: count the years yeah. Why why you counting the years? What's your expectations? What was your expectation in twelve years?
0: I don't even think I have like, I just want to be full time, which I am. I guess I just wanted to make comedy my job. And, and it is. And so. the thing
1: about and the thing about that, if you you got a podcast for any fucking guests, you you're finding your rhythm, twelve ten years in, you just really getting your feet wet because the first five, six, man, your ass fucking just I don't know what want to talk well, about. <laughs> Google gaga, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah you, you, you're thinking you're funny, but yeah. you ain't even reaching funny. You, you'll know when. Let's say twenty years from now, I talk to you again, and I, I might even see you on stage, and you out there cruising, mm-hmm. just cruising the stage, like you watch me how I cruise the stage. Because once you get past. All of the expectations. That's what you do when you because what you do is like I always give analogies because that because I can't explain. I can say it in words, but I think you we have watched Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know how Goku went from Goku and he had the tail and the monkey power, then he went into Super Saiyan. I think it was Super Saiyan. Super Saiyan then, Super Saiyan 2 and 3, and he went all the way up to Super Super Saiyan God and blah, blah, blah. He went all the way up there, but then he went to past Super Grand. He went to Ultimate Instinct, but when he turned into Ultimate Instinct, this whole shell broke off of him, and he was just Goku.
0: You
1: understand? He was just Goku, but he was so powerful. He, was just, he didn't have no colors. He didn't have shit. He, he had a little glow, but he was Goku. That... Is where you go when you come back to just being you. Mm. When you get back to just being you, you're unstoppable because you're self actualized. You understand that nobody can fuck with me.
0: You and said when, let go of expectations. Is that what you said? Yeah,
1: expectations. Yeah, you don't, know, you don't, know, you should never, you always going to get up and do well on stage, but you shouldn't get up there like we're right in about 10 years where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, you're doing what you love, man. Yeah,
0: that's true. I mean,
1: man, dude, if my brother he made it into the NFL, he could always talk about that. Even he was with Michael Vick. He he fucking got drafted. This fucking little fucking stupid kid that I used to beat up and torture all the time. He fucking made it. He said he was going to play in the pros, and he made it all the way to the NFL. I mean, he got cut, but fuck, he made it. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Dude, and if you would have got to play, how many years do you play? You know, because that was your pinnacle. So you understand, when you put yourself in a plateau where you start, let's say you start working nationally in 10 years. Now, what's your expectation?
0: I need movies.
1: I need sitcom. I need this. I need... Grammys, I need you know.
0: It's a great white voice, yeah. but
1: I need. It ain't even remember. a white voice. It's like a little bad midget motherfucker. That's all I'm doing. I, I'm not even white or black. I'm just it's like one whining yeah. about white. Yeah, why? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you know, cause you, cause see, after a while, man, like where I'm at, I just want to. I've been blessed to make a a lot of money, and, 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 and my thing, you know, and it's a blessing to be there. And make this money, but it's a also a curse that I haven't. Finally, I got property. I bought a house. I'm, you know, I bought my wife franchise. We finally got that going. We, we, I want to take the money that God blessed me with to. I get. I don't have to b- break my back to do it. To leave something, uh, uh some kind of inheritance, hell, because I could get like Deja Chappelle. Of course, I should be. And I should have a lot of shit with it if I got Deja Pell money. But right now I've got Lavelle money and I can make a lot of lot of doors because I used to I knew a comic. He's a preacher down here now. Very good dude, and uh, like I'm, I, I'm fucking missing his name now because I'm because because I'm I'm grown and I brought his name up. I'm sitting there, Rodney, Rodney, and his name is Rodney oh, okay. and uh, Rodney, but. Pfft, I don't think it was the last name before I get. He there.
0: still does comedy, or he doesn't anymore. No, he's a preacher now. I don't, a think, preacher I don't now. think I don't think That's he does great.
1: comedy no more. But, but Rodney told me he was a touring comic. Okay, Rodney bought four houses. Rodney had Lexuses. He he used his money that he got and he invested. But he was a military guy. And he got out of the military. He got married. He got divorced. And he went to a. a, a different steps in his life to be where he is. And it's incredible that he he had told me you just gotta invest your money. Hold it take the monies that you get. And man, I I, I was a promoter. I made money then, then I mean I had I've I already to t- show you what kind of money I got because I, I gotta pay these motherfuckers back. And and I mean <laughs> and the thing about it, I wish I had some of that money, but the thing about it, squandering your squandering your squandering squandering your money because i ain't have nobody to show me how to do it. i had an uncle to tell me this: is what you should do but he didn't show me because i'm not i'm not a dumb person but i i need someone to guide me
0: is that the uncle that was a clown clown do you have an uncle that's a clown uh, in my research i had that that you have an uncle that was a clown maybe you were clowning on your uncle maybe that wasn't maybe you're bad. like he's a clown like he's yeah. not really he like ain't, yeah. he ain't like that like that he clown dang i, I tried to a do a deep cut on that yeah. one i try to i try to go deep on these interviews i tried to pull i tried to pull down <laughs> a spade right move, there you got some <laughs> no nah, i don't know
1: nah, i got talking to no damn clown. right that be yeah he probably, i, I got some I, they some clowns that act silly they they was funny buck bush rest so He he used to be a funny motherfucker, man. I mean, he he used to to say what's on his mind, and then he had a lot of funny shit happen to him. Hmm. He's always been a funny dude, you know, but
0: you're talking about all this money though but you know I'll go headline up in Maryland for you know 200 bucks uh-huh. so like that that's where I'm at right now dude I've been I've been there of course then I've gone and done like other gigs for five grand Dude, so. I drove
1: all the way through Canada and came back with 175 dollars I did that cancer wine I done I was in Bemidji Minnesota I done all these places and I came back with 175 dollars Wow. Hey, if hey, hey, gas was cheap, thank God that was cheap. But I, I didn't make no money. I've done, I've, I've done a lot of things for fucking free.
0: Yeah,
1: I remember the first gig I got for two hundred fifty freaking dollars, and my head gas blew, off, blew up on my car, and I had to use a whole two hundred fifty dollars to get my car fixed.
0: I did that so, with my alternator yeah, before.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I mean, but two hundred dollars, three hundred. It's the you know when I I didn't even know how to get paid at comedy one time but I loved doing it because I was getting I get free snacks fucking drinks had a good time getting on stage and I you know meeting people it was it was that was the moments you know that I that I had missed Mm. you know what I'm saying now everybody get it it's like I didn't get to a point where I'm flying but everybody that I used to be on the ground with they I still love them but they don't talk to me the same don't get to blend no more because they think they can't act around me you know what i mean yeah yeah and that's a that's a like when i got this grammy nomination nobody really freaking knew nobody knew and i and i mean they they talked about it right on nbc tv it was right out there lavelle carver everybody know my freaking name and i mean none of my friends that i thought was my friends i still they my friends and i don't hold them accountable i mean because Jealousy is a horrible monster, you know. what I'm saying mm. it's a painful monster that that some people can't get out of, and they won't say they're jealous. But why you ain't calling me? Because I called like Earthquake Special. He called me, and I told him, "Man, fantastic special." But I, but it ain't no big deal. It was a thirty minute special. Earthquake, a headliner. He, I, my special was all my special was an hour. Yeah, I only got one 30 minute one. That was on the on Premium Blend. I, all my was and then uh, the BET one, all my shit is ours. And I did the same thing in ours.
0: Yeah, that's so, true.
1: So my thing is, Earthquake is Earthquake. I mean, he been that funny for a long time. What he was doing, it wasn't amazing to me because people, oh, he killed. I'm like, I knew Earthquake way back in the freaking day. <laughs> earthquake was fucking slaughtered. He was stronger back then than he is now. Wow. Now, now he's corporate.
0: What? He's corporate now?
1: Yeah, you got radio shows You know When you start getting That kind of shit Yeah, yeah It's a different. You're not the same He's not guy. as
0: raw anymore You're not
1: the animal you was
0: Joe. Yo, that I'm, I'm seeing his I can't stop talking About his special Like mm-hmm. Rodney Perry called me Cause he was like I believe you sold more Earthquake specials Than anyone Like Cause I just keep talking About it And everyone I see I ask them about it Like have you Every comic I'm like Have you seen the Earthquake special mm-hmm. You gotta see it Like it's well, just Well see
1: The only reason you say that because when I, I'm not shitting on this special. It was great. I didn't even see it, but I saw, I've worked with him all year. I know. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. So, but the thing about it is, my my special can kind of brother get it love? Probably was the last, Dave Chappelle's, you could give Dave Chappelle's his, because that's where everybody always talk about it. It's, it's indoctrinated in our mind. But if we was all on the same playing field and my special, Can of Brother Get Some Love? It was probably, and I ain't saying this, trying to have be an ego, my special was the hottest shit they had on that motherfucker for a long time. <laughs> my shit, I became famous off that special when they put it on there. Uh-huh. It wasn't a Netflix special, but when they put my special on there, that shit blew up like powder cakes, but see, I should have been one of the people they was sought after, but then they got Chris Tucker, which especially was cool. They put, they got Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart ain't really pulled nothing since. Let me explain. Because he became corporate. Dave Chappelle's still funny, but Dave Chappelle is cocky funny, where he can sit on stage and talk. When he was on Killing Me Softly, when he was looking yeah, at, and yeah. he was he was still gritty. You got to understand when you start making that kind of money, and you start people start keep on. Boosting your fucking ego, like you said, I'm great. I know how to do these these jokes. I, I can do turn anything into yeah. You only can do that because everybody there to adore you. Mm. Let's say you fall off, you try to come back like Five Heartbeat Eddie Kane Jr. and you come back and try to get on stage and try to pull that off. It ain't the same thing. You understand what yeah, I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hear you, and we'll we'll definitely uh we do a live stream every Tuesday where we break down comedy specials. So we'll definitely yeah. we'll definitely do yours just for the uh, yeah. So we let and the it's people not a, know. it's
1: not a it's not none of the things I say too. Let me do that disclaimer because people got soft skin now. Earthquake special was incredible, and I'm proud of him. Dave Chappelle, I never met him, but it'll be an honor. Now. I hope he's a fan of mine as well as me of his, but. It's just like I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna give you a prime example. Cat Williams. Mm-hmm. Cat Williams got nine motherfucking special. His first eight was outstanding. You understand? Because Cat go hard. And the thing about it was, Cat was Cat was very distinguished. But Cat was never corporate. Corporate. He never got in. They never let. See, once you get in, where you you're in like. They they had a fucking show That was synonymous to any Because nobody else was doing anything Like that Key and Peele shit was cool But it was wasn't a Dave Chappelle. You understand what I mean Yeah yeah So When Earthquake got a radio show All that Kevin Hart Started uh, getting his uh, he, He got vodka He doing Jumanji Doing all these little movies With The Rock He funny But He ain't funny Yeah you funny And killed in L.A. Because L.A. is fake as fuck, mm-hmm. and they just a celebrity. You know, the, if you go to the other side of L.A., the South Central, where the real motherfuckers hang out, you go down to Brea and all that where You got Latinos living their life, and ain't up there being fake. And you kill—that's different. They gonna love you, but they gonna but they got they gonna hold you to a level. So when I say these things, you know, he's still funny, Kevin. But Kevin don't have to work as hard. You understand what I'm saying? Chris Rock probably gonna come out funnier than all of them if if he wants to. Because at the moment, if he 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 writes this shit the way he supposed to, mm-hmm. he can come out funny than all of them because he he went to he got he got something terribly done to him, and he had a pull from that. Yeah, so Kevin. I mean Chris Chris Rock, uh, tambourine special was probably the best best I ever watched of his.
0: Super vulnerable too. Like talking about his porn addiction and things like that. Talking about his divorce. Yeah, and his divorce. Like super vulnerable.
1: Think about about how he said he said a powerful thing. He's sitting up in this motherfucker with all these lawyers. And they they all these lawyers trying to take my motherfucking money. He said, damn, I done made it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's a powerful saying there. You understand what I'm saying? saying? Mm So you that. That's what I look at, cause I look at the greats: George Carlin, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor, man, what made him great? That's why I get on stage to talk about my vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't get on stage. I don't. That's why I, people like to come see me too, because I, I don't pick on them more than I pick on me. I pick on the idiotic, see this dumb shit. Like when I, my special is about COVID, it, it's a lot of things about it was done. You can sit up and throw a frowny face and make it act like it's serious, but if you start take that goddamn layer off and look in that picture and realize that they was fucking with us. Donald Trump was trying to joke about it, and we wouldn't even get it. Think about it. People Oh, people die; they show near funeral. U.K. I just said that shit on stage about the World War Three. They, you, if you don't watch movies, you need to watch every movie and start learning from these movies because the wag the dog. Come on, man, the, that fucking. The war is over. I ain't heard no more about it. Have you?
0: <laughs> I heard Dave Chappelle got attacked. The headlines have just exactly. moved on. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: understand what I'm saying? Oh, uh, Ukraine. still The news can't even keep nothing. Will Smith them helped us
0: because
1: mm. it slapped us into something else where we stopped falling into this dumb shit where we are real again. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was, I, it was, it bothered me that he slapped Chris Rock, cause I was like, motherfucker, that was wrong, dog. I, I heard that, I heard for Chris, and I'm gonna tell you something. I, I, I think I said this before. I am a major fan of Will, Will Smith. I met Will Smith when he opened up his, uh, uh studio called the Boom Boom Room. He had a big ass, uh, play, uh, studio. That he was trying to put music down. And I, I was invited. Nick Cannon was with Christy Miller at that time. I sh- hollered at Chris. I knew I knew Nick way back. Will Smith was in the middle of everybody looking like like black Jesus. Everybody was all around. Him, oh Will Smith. <laughs> and I said, hey, and he pointed to me and I went, Hey, hey. And I reached out and he shook my fucking hand. And I was a fan the rest of my life wow. after that shit. Yeah. I mean, I seen Jada, she was going on in the back. But I was just sitting up there in amazement that this, how cool this brother was, and his persona is just so wonderful. You understand? And I understand how he, he got Chris to lower his guard and slap him because it's Will Smith. Exactly. It's, just, it's like, oh my God, man, it's my nigga. You know, yeah. I want to be around him. But <laughs> here he slapped me, you know? And then that just took away that you didn't even have to do that, dude, you're Will Smith. You could have said, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth from the chair, yeah. and Chris Rock would have said, I'm sorry, and, and moved on with the show. I guarantee, I would have. Not that I'm scared of them, I respect them too much,
0: mm-hmm. to just like, I'm
1: sorry, bro," Because all the shit they going through in their life, in their house, I feel bad for him, man, because I'm looking like dude. I understand any man that love his woman. Like, I love my wife, man. And sometimes you you let them have too much of, your, of your, your heart. And then when you pull back, you look like a bad guy. Because you're trying to keep them happy. Because you love them. But then sometimes a woman, she loves you, but you can't. If you read the Bible, God didn't want men to get married. He said, but if you can't. And I said that on stage. You talking about a good a good man, a good woman, a find a final wife is a good thing, but that's one of the excerpts of the Bible. He didn't want you to get a wife because it take your interest away from him. Huh? Read it. Whoa! Read that. Read that scripture. Because right. because because see that the main thing about it that that people don't understand. We all read that part because that's the woman part, but we don't read the honest part because it, yes, the carnal lust, yes that, but God really didn't want you to do because he know. That that woman, think about Adam and Eve. Eve, disrespected God, listened to a damn snake. God just made her ass. She get down there, listen to a snake, started eating. (laughs) In front of the tree and a thousand, she wasn't supposed to even know damn tree and a He told her, "Look, Heifer, this is my job." Heifer, yeah, yeah he, I mean, I'm no, you talking that about that. was about. in the scripture for sure. I'm I pretty think. sure. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty paraphrasing. He sure said but Heifer yes. there. Yeah, I think Heifer, some, something, something like that. You know, look at a woman. You know, <laughs> you know, but, but, he told, he told her that you know he told her, but then she listened to a damn snake. But Adam's job was to check her, kill that snake. And get it, but he didn't. He wasn't on his job because God gave him something spectacular. You know that booty was good. <laughs> that, that
0: was in the scripture that, too, that, I, I believe. That, yeah, that was, was
1: that fresh from the source. <laughs> God, God made a. He made he. You know, God don't pull shit off the bat.
0: That's where you know, that's where eating groceries yeah, came yeah, from. Yeah, right.
1: Them groceries, that damn right. Them groceries, that garden. That's the garden of Eden, right there. <laughs> That's the fruit of knowledge, that tree of knowledge right there. Hey, you know, Eve, you know Eve was off the chain and, and, and she was beautiful. God don't play. Okay. So when he made her and then she disobeyed, and he disobeyed, she she got mad, and mad at him. Like, look, he, he tried to save her. He ran off with her. Instead of coming to ask God for forgiveness, they could have went back in the garden. Eat if He would say, "I'm sorry, Lord, please forgive me." He would have. God would have forgave him. He would have. Adam was his first. Mm-hmm. Is you know his first child that he was trying to give. You know he named the animal and all the thing when he this new earth he was doing, but he he didn't say sorry. He didn't he didn't apologize because he he a father. He would have been like, "All right, I understand." I know it was good, boom, boom, boom. He could have had that candid talk with guy because, hell, man, he, his booty changed everybody. You see God to get booty, they totally different. You, can't, you sure you got boys when they, they were goofy and y'all could play, hang out next to you No, know, he get with Cindy and you can't even hear him. Where, what the fuck you been doing, Roger? Where the hell are you in? Hey, man, I'm in a relationship now.
0: The burning bush. Right. You know, you get around a little yeah, bit. Burn, yeah, they'll that burn bush, you. That burning bush.
1: <laughs> Dude, <laughs> hey, look, look. All through the Bible, women have been very destructive in a man's thought because he would never give it up. David killed man after God's own heart, killed uh had her husband go off the war so he can get with Bathsheba. Mm. It's in the Bible, baby. I gotta,
0: I gotta brush up on my Bible. Yeah, I, I just look like a youth pastor. I'm not yeah, really. No, yeah, I know you got
1: You look like a, glad you're joining us today for open book testament. Look, I'm here testament. to lay hands on Lavelle here. I look
0: like I'm about to Jim
1: Baker's baby boy.
0: I'm from Joel Byers to Joel Osteen out yeah, here. Yeah, Joel oh, Osteen Lord. out there. I've got a funny story before I start. <laughs> man, yeah, but,
1: yeah, but no, I mean, dude. What? See, the thing is, I've been. I'm 53, man. You know, I'm getting closer to heaven than anybody. You know, I'm getting closer to heaven every day. So I want to understand of course. And live that life, you know, because I said, I mean, this is this, this breaking news right here. I, I didn't even tell this comedy hype. I mean, I, I got 10 more years in this comedy game. Huh? Yeah, I, I got about 12 more years in the comedy game. I'm retiring. I'm going to be a minister. What?
0: Why 12?
1: Well, I'll be 65.
0: Oh, you're catching retirement like you're a teacher or something, I see. I'm
1: retiring. I'm going right. I'm going to go start. And if I save one soul, that's all I need. I just I I owe God that. Because he blessed me to make a living doing something, telling jokes. I'm not giving out no product or nothing. I'm telling jokes and making a great living. And I I don't reward him with a soul or something that I can give back to him.
0: Yeah, like when I started comedy, I was about to graduate college, and then I prayed on, was like, do I need to follow this degree in business or do I need to follow, like, this comedy thing I've been always wanting to do? And I prayed on it and then, like, woke up the next day, like, oh, I'm going to go do comedy. Mm-hmm. But I haven't really, yeah, I feel like. You're
1: doing like, show business. You're, you're doing business. You're doing show business. Yeah,
0: that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I just I just haven't, I guess, given back in a way. Like like you're saying you want to, like, give back. I haven't really. Yeah, always like you,
1: Well, see, you pay your tithes and offering, that's giving back. Take that twenty dollars and give it to the Lord out of that two hundred. And you know, that that's all it is. He don't ask for much. Okay. God don't bother you about something. He, God, that story of the prodigal son, you remember? But God he gave all his riches to his first son, he took it and he left. Went and party, kicked it, and everything. Wind up being broke after he spent all his money, eating with swine, came back and apologized to his father and said, Hey man, I'll be a slave. Just let me come back home, and be a slave. His father said, You ain't gonna be no slave, you my son, player. Bring out my fattest calf. My son is retiring to me. And the thing about that, what they're telling you, guys say, you don't matter what you've done, I'll forgive you and let you come back. It's nothing you can do unless you commit suicide where you can't, you know, you dead, you here, and I gotta you gotta go. I'm sorry. You I could have saved you. But otherwise than that, he understands. Um. He yeah. <laughs> he understands. I mean, dude, we this game is fickle, but you know, you get that ten percent and thank him, man. Mm-hmm. He just don't turn away from him. Okay, and so it's simple, man. And like I said, man, I don't, I'm not gonna ever sell my soul for for video fame. You know what I'm saying? Cause see, you look at Dave Chris, you look at Kev, those guys, and I ain't saying they sell their soul. Don't get me wrong. Tiffany Haddish, they always in the eye. Everybody looking at them. I'm in the eye a, a lot. It seems like sometimes it turns up louder, sometimes it turns down. But I can't go a lot of places without being recognized. I'm getting recognized. By, oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh it's like, oh my God! <laughs> like I get off the plane in uh, Newark, New Jersey. There's 50 students came from Atlanta from a business convention that was just here. And they saw me and one kid walks over the, you know, the the uh, representative and he said, "Excuse me, are you, anybody say oh, you look like Hugh from Breaking Bad?" I said, "Yeah, well, I guess because I am him." You are kid freak, all white kids too. Uh-huh. Hey, oh my God, oh my God, man, they surrounded. <laughs> and then it became q and A, taking pictures, a picture of the photo op. It was incredible. It was wonderful, you know. And I mean, and the thing about it is, I I can't believe I didn't even have many lines. I think if you count all my episodes of Breaking Bad. I got ten lines,
0: <laughs> but you're unforgettable. Hey, hey, when people much. see you, like yeah, they don't forget. Yeah, it, you I know? guess so.
1: So, so, but in that, I realized how much God has blessed me, mm. man. And I mean, dude, me from *Breaking Bad*, I'm on a, a drama, a big, probably the biggest TV show that ever exists besides *Sopranos*. Yeah,
0: for real.
1: People been talking about *Breaking Bad*, and it's been over for a long. They did a little movie, and it wasn't even about *Breaking Bad*. It was about Jesse. Uh, so, so in in that aspect, I, I look at man. You know, you ask me like, do I think I'm successful? I, I I know I am. I can't, I can't get what I think is success. Like you say, ten years. I can't get what I think is success. But I know, I am successful. And and the thing about it, I, I can't take away from that is to have stopped lying to myself that man I'm ultimately blessed. I got everybody on payroll. My family. I'm taking care of everybody. I you know uh, my son is healthy. He lives a life where he buys tennis shoes off of a uh, Fight Club of two grand and little kid and he. I mean he walking. I can get what I want when I want it. Mm-hmm. You know. So my to a limit, but you know, I, I know that I am blessed and I know that I am successful. And so when you, like you said, I can't have, I have a lot of expectations, mm-hmm. you know, and don't get wrong. You always want to, you have expectancy, but you don't put it on yourself because you're going to get that. You write out your prayer book or write out your, uh, put up your uh, vision board and just say where the heck you want to go, what you want to do. And, you know, and, and I think God gives it to you when you're ready.
0: Boom.
1: You know, because yep. you might get all that success and you married? hmm Okay, so you might lead your wife.
0: No, 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 no. Don't listen, ah! babe. Don't listen, honey.
1: No, no, no. Oh. I'm not saying no. I'm just saying before you're ready.
0: Oh, No, gotcha. before
1: you're ready. You got a kid? No. Okay, yeah. I ain't saying you're going to leave your wife. I said before you're ready. And see, because that's the thing about it. when you, you ever seen crashing, Mm-hmm. Uh, with Pete Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, look at that that's whole story. It's, it's vice versa. She left him, but think about it. You know, his life started changing mm. and metamorphosizing. It's just a thing about life builds on its own. You gonna you're gonna look up, you watch, you're gonna look up, and next thing you know, you'll you 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 gonna be in every club around the country. Uh, speak it, be, I appreciate I'm you know, saying be, you're, you're that. You're gonna you're gonna be on self-mise and all that. I watch. I mean, you got the face. You got you got the face. You can you can probably do the Ted Bundy story. I mean, I that. had
0: the face. Yeah. This face ain't what it's I about mean, anymore. It. Well, you, you, this I whole mean, too white to fail face. <laughs> no,
1: nah, you, yeah. you, you you still got it. I mean, I appreciate that, like, like you look at Gary Owens. Right. I mean, Gary Gary he he reached his levels but gary nonstop. stop he keep going
0: mm-hmm. he
1: keep going people his tenacity is what make him It think that he do black club gary goes hard for sure all the time on that stage he don't play
0: yeah 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 and
1: i and i can't take that away from him even though i talk about his ass bad i i I can't take that away from him (laughs) and i gotta respect him
0: preach yeah well i I see your your, uh the features on stage so we'll uh we'll get out of here Mm -hmm. as we uh as we end here is there any closing advice for up-and-coming comedians like any favorite comedy advice that you've gathered over your experience
1: well I, I got something for you it's all in my book on amazon called the comedy school guide of stand-up boom and you <laughs> go, go link get that, that right. in the show notes yeah you can go get that right now that's volume one volume two will be out in a couple of more months uh, i'll be writing i'll be giving the same advice that i told you right boom. here i mean, I'll be. i mean i am it's and it and basically is a small book it's not a thick book because a lot of it is just it's a it's a it's a manual Mm-hmm. You know, manuals ain't, think, you don't have no 35 pages of what you're supposed to do. No. It's like 70-something pages, and it, it got little lines in it to write your jokes in. Perfect. Your ideas. So that is how I believe giving a comic some advice. Because it's all on you. Yep. And at the end, I, like this next book, I'm going to put a little, little reflect in there, because I'm going to say, it's you. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, cause I had a young guy at Whole Foods today, God bless him, good kid. Mm-hmm. He working at work and making pizzas, he, he come up, man, he said, he said, I'm a big fan. I said, thank you, bro. He said, man, put me in something, man, I can do it. <laughs> and that's so funny to me. And I said, "Bro, I said, I can't just go, come on, you we'll get you in this
0: right, right, right. Right, right.
1: I said, dude, if that's how life happens, you think you be selling pizzas?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, but I did give him some oh. of the breakdowns, some things. And I realized I'm going to have to write an actor's guide too. I love it. Of of little things that I know. Mm, I love it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just going to give you these, the, the you know, just some guidelines. I'm not, I can't give you the, my, what I say in the book. I don't know if it's going to work for you.
0: Just got to do the work. But,
1: but, but my book on Amazon right now, Boom. go get it, baby.
0: And, uh, <laughs> the, the final thing, could you, could you look in the camera, say your name and why people should listen to Hot Breaths?
1: was it hot breath hot breath okay right uh, here hot okay. breath okay uh hey this is lavelle crawford comedian grammy nominee sag award winner <laughs> i'm talking about, <laughs> about the accolades uh and the reason why you should listen to hot breath is because this young man here about to be a big star he ain't gonna be doing it no more it's-
0: <laughs> we out you look honey it's working thank you so much lavelle man thank it's an honor very, to sit down with you thank you so much thank you for taking us out glad of we got this done already Woo! yeah awesome there you have it Hop breath verse this is just one of the 400 plus comedy interviews we have on this podcast and on our youtube channel we do three live streams a week so go subscribe there and until next monday right here on